0: Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Jack Lundeen, who's the President, Chief Executive Officer and Director of Bluestone Resources, um, a natural resources company based on advancing the permitted high-grade Ciro Blanco Gold Project located in southeastern Guatemala, um, and the Mito Geothermal Project, which is an advanced stage renewable energy project licensed to produce up to 50 megawatts of power jack is part of the Lundin family and Lundin group of companies who are well, obviously renowned in the mining industry um apart from the c uh being the ceo of uh, bluestone um jack holds a number of board positions and on he's on the podcast today to give us a um, an overview of obviously Bluestone Resources, and also um, tell us a little bit more about the London Group of companies. So that's welcome, Jack, to the podcast. How are you doing, Jack? I'm good. Thanks for that introduction, and thanks for having me. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it's it's obviously um, probably only about a week and a half to uh, to Christmas, and I think this is probably my last podcast before the Christmas period. So, um, and I know you've been really busy, so. Um, really appreciate you taking up taking up this time. So as these podcasts always, um, how they always start off, I just wanted to give us, for those that don't actually know you, um, which a majority of people uh, do, but people that may have not listened to the podcast before, or even um, who may be outside of Canada, uh, maybe in Europe, Australia, Africa, I um, wonder if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself um, and your, obviously your background. Yeah, I'd happily do so,
1: and uh, hopefully we finish uh, your your year of podcasts, and this can be the the saving the best for last. Um, but my name is uh, my name is Jack Lundeen and as you already gave the introduction, I'm the CEO of Bluestone Resources. We've got a very exciting project in in southern Guatemala, and I've been working with this company for just about two years now, um, advancing the the project in Guatemala. Um, I am third generation in the natural resource business, so I've kind of grown up and been and born into this line of work so it's a very exciting industry to be a part of and I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to work alongside my, my brothers and my cousins and we're really excited about the, the future of the natural resource sector. I grew up in Vancouver, BC and uh, I did my studies in the US and then I've worked in uh, several different countries around the world uh, from exploration to development to operations. And um, prior to actually working with Bluestone in, in Guatemala, I was working with Lundin Gold on the development of Bruta del Monte in southern Ecuador. So been working in, in Latin America now for about five or six years. And prior to that, I was actually working on the, the oil side in Norway, doing exploration and production work in uh, on the Norwegian continental shelf with Lundin Energy and during that time it was called Lundin Petroleum so most of my experience has been within the group of companies um and and therefore I'm really excited about you know having the responsibility to advance this company that I'm working with now and also you know working with the other group of companies in the Lundin group to to really look at improving our standards and and how the creating awareness in the industry because natural resources are required to advance society and um, you know we need to get better at looking at sustainable resource development and including the communities in the host nations where we have our projects so that's kind of a High-level summary of my experience and, and my
0: ambitions here uh, in, in this industry. Yeah, can you um, sort of give us an overview of the London Group of companies um, and obviously the history of the family within the natural resources industry? Um, obviously, uh, a lot of our Canadian listeners will know a lot about obviously your history and your family, but those that are not out, uh, those that are outside of Canada, I just wondered if you can just run us through. Um, I suppose the history of of the Lundin family, and then obviously the Lundin group of companies. Certainly. So, as I mentioned,
1: I'm I'm the third generation in this in this business. Uh, my grandfather Adolf Lundin started out in the industry close to 50 years ago. Um, he's he was born in Sweden and educated in Sweden, and then moved with his family and my dad, my uncle, and my aunts um, uh, to to Switzerland, and that's where he really started his career in the natural resource. Sector. They, they traveled a lot growing up and he was always more fascinated on the uh, oil and gas side of the business. And so he worked with bigger companies like Shell and then decided that because he was such an entrepreneurial spirited individual and had this vision to, to grow uh, and create value for, for shareholders in, in the natural resource sector. He went out on his own and, and decided to kind of make smaller investments and, and try and look at always finding that big score. Those big, big resources didn't matter kind of where where the uh, prospects were located around the world. Uh, the, the geography was, was not a hindrance. It was always where the opportunity went. And that was kind of the vision that he had, always looking at finding big resources and advancing those so that you could create wealth, not just for individuals and shareholders but also for the host nation and so from that you know he was very adventurous and visionary and he got my dad and uncle into the business and they started doing similar things working on both oil and gas and the mining side um in in africa and europe in latin america and from there i mean we've we've had a lot of successes over the years of just going where maybe other individuals or companies were were deterred because of you know different different reasons, but um, you know, we we always thought that the approach that we take is that we you know we come, we move to an area where there's an opportunity, we engage with the local stakeholders, the local leaders, we look at what the opportunities and the challenges are, and we create a partnership and try and drive a sustainable resource and economic development in those regions, and that's how you create value up and opportunities for for shareholders and and um, and and stakeholders, all stakeholders. So. Over the years, uh, the businesses have have changed and we've gone from, you know, really looking at exploration plays to now because of the um, because of the reputation and the financial strength that we have. We can not just look at exploration, but look at development and operations. And so over the last kind of 15 to 20 years, we've been looking at taking projects from one phase and moving them through the entire life cycle of mining projects so exploration to development to operation to closure we work in all of those different phases of, of the natural resource sector um, and that's where me and my brothers now are working as um you know young up-and-coming mining executives to continue that legacy in finding opportunities in development and in operations of, of natural resources around the world
0: Um, I wonder if you can tell us a little bit more obviously about uh, Bluestone Resources obviously being the the CEO and obviously it's your your asset that you're looking to develop so just yeah just want to give us an overview of the company right so Bluestone Resources is
1: a single asset junior mining company we're a Canadian listed company and we have our focus is in southern Guatemala we have two projects there one is a high-grade gold and silver project called Cerro Blanco, and the other is a renewable energy, a geothermal project called the Meta Geothermal um, Project. And we're looking at advancing those in parallel. Our primary focus at the moment is working for working towards a feasibility study for an open pit concept on the Cerro Blanco Project, which is a very robust project. It's uh, the geology is is very unique in that it's uh, it has near-surface mineralization, and it's very amenable to uh, very low risk uh, and low operating cost open pit or surface mining methods. So we're working there with the nation of Guatemala and the local stakeholders to establish a, one, a good working relationship, but also building the capacity in order to develop out this resource, right? There's a lot that goes into planning for sustainable mine development. So we're in the phase of of planning. We're working on training, education, um, of course, project financing and engineering. And uh, we just submitted last uh, two weeks ago, our amendment to our environmental application so that it reflects kind of the the bigger scale and the, the change in mining method because when I took over two years ago, this project was looked at as a smaller scale underground mining method. But because the understanding of the geology uh, of this project is, is actually that it's, you know, the, the deposit goes to surface, it's much more amenable to surface mining methods. It's much less risky as well. So we can focus more on, on local employment and local hiring, uh, all while creating more economic benefits from this resource. So we're we're very excited about that. We've had a very busy 2021, and we're looking at having a even busier and, and more productive 2022 of, as we move towards the development phase towards the end of next year, and ultimately targeting first gold production by the end of 2024.
0: I just want obviously you probably covered a little bit of this, but I just wanted to give us an update on the projects and I, and obviously you've been with the company for a few years now. How how the company's progressed. Um, with those projects to sort of current, current um, day? Yeah, so, so when, I, when I joined in January 2020
1: to Bluestone, I was coming from Fruta del Norte, and we had just completed the development of of that project in southern Ecuador. So I was able to bring some of the key members of the project team over with me, and we were able to begin to study and analyze the, the Cerro Blanco project and the Mita Geothermal project as well, which is in the adjacent concession and what we found is that this pro- project is much more amenable as i mentioned to to surface mining methods rather than being contemplated as an underground so we did a preliminary economic assessment on this newer development and the results of that showed that it was uh, much more robust and and much less technically challenging to develop uh, in in a surface surface operation so now, what we've been doing in in the year 2021 is advancing on de-risking this this new project and engaging with, um, of course, our shareholders, our local stakeholders, uh, creating a relationship with the with the government of Guatemala and, and really introducing the Lundin Group to to Guatemala and, and what that means to have Bluestone backed by the brand of the Lundin Group and our approach to sustainable um, mining development. So. We're now in a position where we we know the project, we know the area, and we're we're looking to you know efficiently advance the project so that we can get into the development phase and and ultimately into operations in 2024, and then in parallel working to bring online the Meta geothermal project, which will generate it's licensed to generate up to 50 megawatts of renewable energy. Uh, we'd probably start by targeting around half of that. And, and look at selling into the grid so that we could offset some of our, um, offset some of our energy needs for running the, the mining operation. So you know it's very unique for us, the fact that we have kind of a, a mining project and a renewable energy project right next to each other. And in the world of today, of course, we need to be focusing on minimizing our environmental impact and our carbon emissions. And Bluestone is kind of the only junior mining company out there that can do that with two projects adjacent to each other.
0: Uh, so we're, we're really excited about advancing both in parallel. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously part of the London group of companies. How do you pick obviously projects? And in terms of the, the jurisdictions that the group of companies are involved in, um, I think you mentioned that you probably go where other people may not want to go. Um, is there sort of a certain criteria that you, you look at when you're sort of assessing an asset? Well, well. First, of course, the, the the
1: the focus needs to be on the the property itself, on the resource. So, if there is a you know a, a mineral or or a petroleum resource that has strong characteristics that would make uh, you know generate uh, positive cash flows, that has you know the economic opportunity to really put all of the resources and effort and financials into developing that's that's criteria one so we 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 go where the where the resource is right and we're looking for world-class resources that can be developed at a later stage so once that criteria is met then the next thing is to really go in and understand what's making up the demographic of the area what the host nation uh, their appetite is towards natural resources if there are challenges what why are there
0: challenges
1: and we look where the opportunities are and we go and we introduce ourselves and we talk about the approach that we have. We really try and operate in as transparent um as a as a way of as, as possible. And, and from there, if we believe that we can form a partnership with the host government, because that's what it needs to be. It needs to be um you know shared benefits and, and shared ownership. And, and I think from that standpoint, if you can develop a good working relationship with the local and national stakeholders and 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 let them know what our intentions are and how we go about advancing projects. Then if those two criteria can be met, then we go in and we really start focusing in on bringing in a team, um, advancing the project, looking at financing it. And then, um, you know, hopefully one day bringing it from one phase to the next. And so we keep it. It's, it's actually quite a simple model. Uh, we don't try and overcomplicate things. But uh, of course, there's there's those are kind of the two major criteria that not, need to be satisfied before us. Being prepared to kind of go really all in on something. Um,
0: talking about yourself, um, coming from obviously a prominent um, family of of mining professionals, the mining mining family. Do you feel the extra pressure is placed upon you to sort of deliver um, based, obviously, on your history? I mean, I wouldn't say that I feel extra pressure.
1: I think I'm quite sensitized to the fact that uh, you know what we're doing is is. Um, you know, in, in, for most individuals, it is high pressure, high stress. But because I've been born into this industry and I've been, you know, really focused on on becoming a leader in this industry, and it wasn't something that was forced upon me. I've just been naturally gravitating towards this because not everybody grows up with an opportunity to make such a meaningful impact in areas in the world that people don't even really know exist. And so for me, it was something that always attracted me. I was born with kind of that adventure spirit. And so I don't necessarily feel the pressure. I put pressure on myself to make sure that I'm doing the best job that I can. And I'm extremely fortunate to be able to have uh, peer's and family members that I've, you know, grown up with and advanced my career with, so we can all lean on each other for advice and and for support when when times are tough. And I believe that you know we we work really hard in the group, and so therefore we give it one hundred percent, and that's really all that you can ask for. Doing your best and keeping a positive mentality, and knowing that you know if you work hard, then rewards will come from that. So I don't really feel the the pressure.
0: I'm, I put the pressure on myself. What lessons sort of have you learned from obviously uh, your London peers, um, like you, you would like to share with us? And also, I suppose, um, other mentors that you may have within the industry that may be outside of the family, um, what sort of lessons have they uh, gave you as well? Well, my, my grandfather
1: used to say, uh, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And this industry is, is you know, really one that does have good times and bad times. Uh, there's, a, you know, it's a cyclical industry commodities. They go up, they go down. Um, you know, it's, it's a very complex thing to, to build out a mine, a lot of different resources, a lot of different experience and expertise is required to go into, to building this out. And so for us, I mean, we really just try and focus on not getting too high on the highs and too low on the lows and, and staying, staying the course and really, building our projects so that they can weather storms when commodity prices are are low. We focus on, um, you know, maximizing the opportunities of of the operations and obviously other companies when commodity prices are low are are struggling as well. So I think there's opportunities to buy in those markets when commodity prices are high and most operations are making uh, a lot of money and the margins are good. Then we really want to focus on how we can minimize our operating costs so that we can you know whether the storm for one cycles go down again. Um, so it's really just maintaining that balance and trying to really stay level headed through all the ups and downs. Um, you know, I, I really think that the the mentors in my life, and and i'm I'm very fortunate to say this are my my father, my uncle, and my grandfather, um, and then you know the peers that I work with, some of the guys that are CEOs of the bigger companies within the group. I, I grew up kind of watching them. Uh, and their management styles, and learning from them, and seeing kind of the the amount of hard work that they put in, it it makes me feel comfortable with making a lot of sacrifices to put a lot of hard work in to make our business successful. So um, it's 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 just maintaining that balance and staying focused. And then I think the most important thing in in anything is that you're you're working in in an industry or in a job that you're you're happy that you're passionate about if you don't have that passion then you're not going to be successful if people are driven by purely just making money uh they're not going to make money i think make creating value is a byproduct of doing something that you're passionate about doing and and i again feel very lucky that i'm in an industry
0: that i'm passionate about and obviously you mentioned your brothers um just wondering just give us a a quick overview of of your brothers and also is there competition between between you 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 guys in in how you progress as uh i suppose progress your companies or whether it's uh, a little bit of an individual competitiveness between you yeah well so so addressing
1: that second question first i mean we're we are extremely competitive and we are very driven and it's uh it's definitely a, a brotherly rivalry but in the sense that we always want to see each other do well i mean for us to be kind of gunning for a position that one brother may or may not have, I think that that's that's never been the case because we've got a vision to grow and expand. So I wish I had 10 brothers rather than just three that I could be in the business with because we trust each other and we want to continue to to grow and expand the business. But um, you know I'm I'm very proud of all of my brothers. I have two older brothers, my oldest, Harry Lundin. So he's a fund manager that has a Broma Asset Management Fund operating out of Toronto, Canada, and he's uh, focused on natural resource investments, but he's kind of doing his own thing uh, from that sense out of Toronto and doing extremely well. Then my next older brother, Adam Lundin, who is the president and CEO of Jose Maria Resources, which is a large scale, upper gold silver project in, in Argentina, and he's looking at advancing that. And um, you know, I work very closely with, with him. He, he works out of the same office here in Vancouver. And then my younger brother William Lundine, who is the chief operating officer of International Petroleum Co. He works out of uh, Geneva, Switzerland, and um, he's an engineer, but uh, operations uh, chief operations officer. So you know, working really hard on the oil and gas side of the business. So we're all very close, and we're all very keen to see each other succeed. And of course, the brother brother rivalry is 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 always going strong. Um, growing up in a, in a household with uh, Four boys, I I definitely um, feel bad at times for what my mom had to deal with, especially when my dad was on the road all the time uh, trying to grow the business. But um, we made it to where we are today, and we're going to continue looking at uh, growing and growing and expanding together.
0: Yeah, Um, and what are your aspirations and sort of your highest accolade that you would like to sort of achieve in the mining industry? That's a that's a great question.
1: So, I mean, I, I really love to to build projects because I see what benefits we can bring to communities that otherwise don't really have long term job opportunities and, and resources can bring that. If you focus on minimizing any type of social or environmental impact and maximizing opportunities for these local communities and, and these these nations that have these resources, you really can make a meaningful impact on on. Making people's lives better and creating longer-term stability. Uh, mining projects—they they last for for decades, and you know, with that, you can really maximize opportunities for thousands of people, and and that's really what drives me. So I think continuing to to grow and and expand our business, but also I am quite passionate on on creating awareness about the natural resource sector. I think. The industry in previous decades has done a really bad job and focused on kind of operating under the radar and trying to avoid scrutiny, but we need to create awareness. People need to understand that natural resources are absolutely required to advance societies. And while there is an impact, we can work on minimizing those impacts and we can work on educating more people on what it means to advance these types of resources and, and build them and bring them to the world because we're always going to be looking at developing and growing as as the population grows. And so we need to do it in a in a responsible manner. So we need to continue to to grow and build resources uh, and build projects, create opportunities and create awareness and try and just work on putting more of a positive spotlight on the natural resource sector. That that's really what what drives me. Um, Just creating economic opportunities um, around the world, I am very passionate about and I hope I can continue to do for my entire
0: life. Um, I've got a couple more questions. Um, What's the outlook uh, over the next sort of 12 to 18 months for um, Bluestone Resources? So
1: over the next 12 to 18 months, we're going to be looking at several things. We're going to be releasing our feasibility study, which means we'll have the blueprint for our development. Um, on on the Cerro Blanco project that will also be used for getting our project financing ready. As I mentioned, we have submitted our permit amendment application to reflect the surface mining. So the surface mining um, approach, and we hope to achieve that or get approvals on that in the midpoint of next year. And then we hope to quickly advance from kind of this late stage study uh, phase that we're in to pre-development activities towards the end of next year and then we go into full swing construction in 2023 and then by the end of 2024 we'll be into operations so really for the next 12 to 18 months it's advancing from where we're at today in through early development into full swing development phase and then just beyond that 18 months about 24 to 30 months from now getting ourselves into the commercial operations of Cerro Blanco, and then in parallel, advancing once we've got ourselves into the
0: development phase, advancing with the Mita geothermal project in parallel. Um, and lastly, um, obviously, you mentioned the London Group of companies have been around for for 50 years. What's the next 50 years um, going to look like for the for the company? And I suppose what's the what's the vision um, for? I, don't know, I suppose as you and your brothers are. The sort of next generation um what's the, what's the next sort of where, where will london uh, group of companies be within say the next 50 years um as an out, as an outlook good question so i think the the, the
1: world is changing at a, a faster pace than it than it ever has i think we're going to see a transition away from uh, oil and gas to more of a renewable energy focus of course that's going to take some time to transition away from you know petrol uh combustion engines for for transportation however we're seeing that now with uh all of the electrical vehicles that are being uh, manufactured and sold and i think over over time we'll see a lot more evs on the road than um than classic uh you know combustion engine vehicles today so we have to be prepared for that energy transition So we'll likely look at diversifying away from oil and gas within the next kind of five to 10 years, but always focusing on natural resources um, in terms of, you know, both base metals, precious metals, um, and other forms of energy and renewable energy. Uh, So I think natural resources will always be our, our, our key focus. But then looking beyond that, of course, diversifying from not just uh, the resource sector but i think there's opportunities in in urban development and real estate and also with technology and advanced technology i think we've we've seen now that we we have started a fund a tech fund that's operating out of stockholm and we're looking at making investments in companies uh whether it be fintech or or ev companies or just cutting edge technology companies i think it's it's prudent for us to look at also diversifying our our holdings to make sure that we're you know taking uh, taking advantage of new trends out there and ways to create uh, create wealth so focus on natural resources with a little bit more um, uh, a little bit more attention being
0: given to diversifying as well our, um, our wealth. Jack really appreciate your time I know you've been uh, pretty busy uh, recently but I really, uh, really appreciate your time, taking the time to do this, uh, this podcast. If um, our audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions about uh, Bluestone Resources, how can they go about that? Uh, and are you across any social media platforms? Absolutely. So if you go
1: to our corporate website, uh, bluestoneresources.ca, you'll have a lot of information on our project and you can reach out there. There's contact information for our vice president of corporate development, Stephen Williams. Uh, my contact information is is on there as well, and we'd be happy to answer any questions for potential shareholders or anybody that's looking to just get a little bit more information on on what we do and and what our focus is and and how we anticipate you know moving projects forward in a in a sustainable manner. So um, through through that website, we also have the LendingGroup.com website where you can get more information on all of the companies within the Lending Group. And uh, and through there, you get contact information from for various individuals in the group to to get more more details as well. So we're we're online and we have social media presence as well with Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. So we're not hard to find.
0: Yeah, thank you again, uh, Jack. Really appreciate taking the time to to do this and and, tell, and explain or telling our audience a little bit about the London Group of companies. Obviously, you've got a strong strong history and a strong presence within the within the industry. And um, maybe I can get your your brothers on on the podcast one day. Um, and hopefully, um, obviously, wish you well with uh, Bluestone Resources, and obviously, um, may may the legacy continue. Um, appreciate those that are listening uh, on the podcast. Um, please keep sharing these episodes, and especially this one. Um, obviously with a um with a, a family that are renowned in the industry and have been in the industry for 50 years and uh, are grown from obviously strength to strength so i um, appreciate if you can share share this episode amongst friends family others within the uh, within the industry and if you're watching on the youtube channel appreciate if you can like and share this episode so it goes further further out into the uh, uh internet